I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabosaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I am your host, Jess Rufus, and I'm pumped to be doing an episode on social media collaborations today. So for a little bit of context, especially if you're new to this podcast, I'm the founder of a business matchmaking platform called Collabosaurus that connects like-minded businesses together for clever collaborations and partnerships. So we break partnership or campaign types up into a couple of different types, not just social media collaborations. We also so look at product collaborations, event collabs, and open to opportunity collaborations as well, which can be super different. Um, and the platform has a super sexy algorithm, algorithm that matches you with over five and a half thousand brand opportunities and helps you leverage those connections for incredible marketing impact. So today we're talking social media collaborations specifically. And I love this topic because social media collaborations are one of the easiest, quickest ways to dip your toe into brand collaborations. And you absolutely don't need a large following to do these either. So I've got four steps to brilliant social media collabs. And without further ado, let's get straight into it. Okay, so before we get started, I want to state up front that we are not 
talking influencer collaborations here. We are talking brand to brand. So with Collabosaurus, we can connect businesses with complementary businesses rather than businesses with individual influencers. There's quite a bit of a difference and, you know, the traditional term for it is really strategic partnerships, I suppose. Um, But we're talking brand collaborations. We've brought strategic partnerships into the 21st century and we're using the term brand collaborations to talk about them. So shake off everything that you know about influencer collaborations in this episode because um, they are a little bit different and there's a couple of key differences. I actually believe business collaborations are in many ways more powerful for a couple of reasons. The first is that you're leveraging multiple channels. So businesses typically have more promotional channels than an Instagram influencer, for example. You've got LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, your email list, um, potentially an ad budget as well you could potentially put behind it, maybe event audiences as well. There's so many different channels you can leverage in a brand collaboration and businesses tend to have more assets that they can leverage in a collaboration over an influencer. The second is that you're leveraging existing business assets rather than paying straight up for placement, paying cash, I mean, for placement. You're leveraging what you already have in your business to gain new exposure and you're offering high value stuff to your audience as well in a collaboration, which is awesome. And the third reason is that long-term networking and relationships often form with really relevant, authentic business people, which is such a fantastic byproduct of brand collaborations as well. So what a brand collaboration is in our definition is really two complementary businesses coming together, creating something awesome and helping each other grow through clever cross-promotion. So if you think of things like Kiki K and West Elm collaborating on a social media competition, Makona and Peter Alexander collaborating on limited edition coffee uh, jar releases and designs. Shandon and Sea Folly collaborated on a limited edition sparkling wine that features Sea Folly's hero swimwear print on the bottle. And then Spotify and Uber collaborated as well and so on. There's so many. So when it comes to social media collaboration specifically, we usually break these down into three categories. And I promise I'm getting to the four steps. This is just like preliminary work. (laughs) So... The first one is competitions and giveaways. So this one's pretty straightforward. We all have seen, you know, Instagram competitions and Instagram giveaways and all that kind of stuff. And there's a couple of different ways you can structure these. Um, I actually recently just entered one with Bed Footwear and Byron Bay Beach Abodes, which had a $5,000 value prize value. Um, and it was a Valentine's Day themed uh, competition. So because both of these businesses were really aligned in terms of the audiences that they were targeting and the sort of the size of their communities, you know, um, more or less, it was a super valuable collaboration because it was quite equal value um, and they could really leverage each other's communities quite cleverly and deliver value at the same time through a competition. So my recommendation for competitions and giveaways is to keep it uh, keep it selective with who you get involved to keep the following um, the following of other accounts from your community who are entering the competition authentic. I hope that makes sense. But if you have a huge loop giveaway where you have to follow, you know, a thousand brands to participate, what will end up happening is that people will follow, you know, these brands, but they're kind of like 
half-assed follows. <laughs> like they're, they're just following to enter. They're not following because, you know, they even had a look at your account for five seconds. Because Byron Beach, uh, Byron Bay Beach Abodes and Bed Footwear were super selective and there were really only just the two brands involved, what ended up happening was they could really hero their two contributions to the prize pack. So people were super interested in just those two brands and they were invested in both of those two brands in the follow. So keep that quite selective and minimal if you can and avoid collaborating with a thousand different people on a competition and giveaway. The second way you can collaborate on social media is usually through cross promotions and content creation. So I absolutely love the case study that's over on the Collabosaurus blog between Grace Elizabeth, who's a beautiful photographer in Brisbane, and Party Kit Co. These guys actually extended their collaboration with, I think, three others, and they created these beautiful scenes and Grace took some incredible um, photographic shots and they all worked together and cross-promoted each other's content at the end of the collaboration and it was win-win all round. Everyone got awesome new exposure and they all got beautiful new content to share. So cross-promotions and content creation could be hugely valuable as well. Um, not just if you, like, I, I wouldn't just be looking to collaborate with a content uh, creator either. Like, you don't have to just go with blinkers on and go, I just want to collaborate with the photographer. You can actually collaborate with a complimentary brand and then split the cost of a photographer as well if you wanted to, or bring in a photographer as a third collaborator into the mix as well. The third way is through hashtag challenges, which I actually really love as an engagement technique. So a really great example of this is the hashtag S-G-I-E-W, which basically stands for so good in every way challenge. It's an Instagram collaboration with um, the accounts Incredibusy and Willow Day Graham, which celebrate the good things in life. So challenges engage your existing audience and allow you to reach new people through this clever cross-promotion if you do it with someone that's aligned with you. So even better, a challenge actually promotes user-generated content as well, which means you'll attract more followers from the networks of your participants as well. So they're the three ways, competitions and giveaways, cross-promotions and content creation, and hashtag challenges. Now, let's get down to the steps. Okay, are you guys with me? Sorry, I'm talking so fast because collaborations are just like my favorite topic ever. Step one is to define your ultimate objectives and map out that customer path. So I have done previous podcast episodes on customer path mapping, which is so important. I'm guessing your ultimate goal is sales. So many people I speak to go, well, I want to achieve sales, full stop. And that's great, but how do you typically make sales? What are the steps your customer takes before they purchase. You know, a lot happens between when someone finds out about your business and when they make a purchasing decision. So I know that for Collabosaurus, just over 60% of our sales come from Instagram being the first or second touch point. So engagement on Instagram is a real priority for Collabosaurus. 
Other businesses might run ads that go straight to a lead capture. So email list signups would be a real objectives for them. Um, or maybe if you have an app, for example, an app download really signifies that first step in, in a you know, customer trust building um, sequence. So this, you know, maybe an app download typically happens on the third or fourth time that, that person hears about you. So multifaceted creative awareness building might therefore be a priority. So to get sales, there's so many steps that happen in between someone finding out about you and the sale. And I'm a true believer that brand collaborations actually fit inside that process in so many different ways, depending on your objective. So really get clear on that. And if you haven't created a campaign on Collabosaurus yet, this actually prompts you with drop down menu items. So there's things like your objective could your objective could be growing on social media, growing your email list, um, boosting attendance at an event or general exposure or publicity. There's a ton of different things you can choose from. But if you're not sure or you just want to get a couple of prompts, creating a free campaign on Collabosaurus is a great way to do that because it prompts you for all of those things. Step number two is to know your value. And this is absolutely not just your social media following. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. So take into account things like all of the potential channels that you have for your business. What other social media channels have you got going? And even if you have a hundred people on LinkedIn or you have a hundred people on Facebook, that's still a hundred people that a potential brand collaborator would be getting in front of through cross-promotion than if they weren't to collaborate with you. So don't, you know, devalue that just because of that, you know, comparison thing on social media. Take into account every single channel you've got in your business um, across all socials. Think about your email list, no matter how big or small, your skill set. Maybe you've got content creation skills. That could be blog posts, that could be photography, that could be videography or graphic design. Um, You could have resources available to you or a small ad budget that you could put behind a social media collaboration. So let's say that you're running a social media competition in collaboration with another brand. You could basically offer value of like a $500 ad spend to boost that competition across social to new people. There's also things like your products, your venue space. Oh my God, there's so many different things. And again, creating a campaign on Collabosaurus prompts all of this. So if you're not sure what you could include in your value offering, definitely go ahead and create a free campaign on Collabosaurus. Definitely worth doing. And great collaborations are value exchanges, remember. So there's very little cash exchange. It's about exchanging business assets and values. So Knowing your value will really help you get what you want out of a strategic partnership and help your brand collaborator get that out as well. Step number three is idea creation, which I actually hate putting as step number three because I usually wouldn't put this, uh, put this as the third step. I really believe you should go into a collaboration conversation with an open mind and flexible enough to help your collaborator achieve their objectives as well. But most people think you need to have a big creative idea to get started with collaboration marketing and you absolutely do not. So I mentioned a couple of those social media collaboration types before, the competitions and giveaways, cross-promotion and content um, and hashtag challenges, which I also want to actually mention while we're here, (laughs) 
um, that with content collaboration, so let's say you're collaborating with a videographer or a photographer, um, I often get asked the question, well, you know, my photography package is worth $1,000 and it's, you know, a couple hours of my time and then I've got to edit that stuff and I'm expected to just do that for free for like one post out on social media. And that is absolutely not what a good collaboration is about. Um, It should be win-win value exchange. So really, if your photography package is worth $1,000, you should be getting $1,000 worth of value in exchange for that kind of work. So I wanted to just state up front, I don't believe in like free content. Nothing is free. It's a value exchange. It's just non-monetary. So definitely make sure that it's equal there. Um, If you're looking for a photographer, if you are a photographer, that you're getting something that's equal value of what you're putting in um, and vice versa. So no matter which type of social media collaboration you explore, you'll need to make sure that your collaboration idea reflects your objectives. So remember that objective we set like one step back (laughs) all that time ago? Um, Is it helping you achieve X? Is it helping you grow your email list or your Instagram engagement? And if not, how can you make the idea meet your objective? Everything should be around that objective. So for example, for an Instagram competition, if the prize is attractive enough, You can lead people to an opt-in page with an email capture if email list growth is your priority, for example. And we actually do have inside the Collabo Hub, which is um, a resource library for business plan members on Collabosaurus, we have one-on-one strategy calls every fortnight that you can actually tap into to help with idea creation as well if you need. But no matter what you're doing, make sure that your creative idea, which she doesn't really even need to be that creative and de- and work with your collaborator on, you know, coming up with this, but have it work around both of your objectives. It absolutely has to do this. Otherwise, you're just collaborating for collaboration's sake. Step number four is finding a collaborator. Okay, I've definitely clearly can't do maths because there's five steps now. So the fourth step is to find a collaborator. And there are so many opportunities out there that you mightn't even know exist. And I would definitely recommend exploring new collaborations sort of each quarter or so to expand your network and reach new communities with fresh stuff. I think a lot of people get caught in, you know, they've got their amazing little business network of incredible people and they tend to stick to that comfort zone and collaborating within that comfort zone when there's so many, you know, bigger, new opportunities out there where you can tap into new pools of communities um, yeah, and reach new people. So, of course, I would say that the best place to find a collaboration partner is Collabasaurus, and it's totally free to start if you haven't signed up already. Um, and if you have signed up and you haven't been sort of in there for a while, you'll want to make sure that you have an active campaign so that people can actually find you as well. Um, So what you need to take into account when you're looking for a collaborator is things like similar target markets or demographics so that you know that any cross-promotion on social media is going to be really valuable. You'll actually be hitting people who are reflective of your potential customers. You also want to look at complementary industry spaces. So that just basically means making sure that the collaboration makes sense (laughs) from like a a brand perspective and the type of business that you are. Um, You want to look at location and whether that's important and your objectives, of course. So do your objectives meet their objectives? 
vice versa? Can you actually help them achieve what they're looking for? And can they help can they help you achieve what you're looking for? Um, and all of that kind of stuff. We actually do have an algorithm in Collabasaurus that identifies all this stuff and will match make you with, you know, so many different opportunities that already meet this criteria so that you know they're going to be really valuable. Um, and there's so many data points that go into this, but I'm not going to bore you with any of that today. Um, and all of these things are really important in finding a collaboration partner um, where a collaboration is actually going to work to grow your business. I think that's important to stress. Um, a lot of people do collaborate for collaboration's sake, and it's not taking those things into account um, or the next step, which is leverage, so that it's actually not going to work to grow your business. So step five is leveraging beyond social media and on social media. So for this, planning is your friend. You want to maximize the exposure of that exciting social media thing that you're doing. And I'm big on all marketing channels being within an ecosystem, which you've probably heard me say before. So they need to be cross-pollinating each other all the time. So let your email list know that you've got a social media thing going on. Pop the competition in your email signature. Maybe put the link in there. Have a web page for it. Shout it out on your podcast. Push it out on LinkedIn and Facebook, run a Facebook Live, maybe talking to your collaborator, all of the things. Um, and make sure that you have agreed on a fair, mutually promoted plan with your collaborator ahead of time so you don't get as many, sorry, so that you can get as many eyeballs on your collaboration as possible. And a joint marketing agreement is great for this. You can find joint marketing agreement templates around the internet, but we also have a really great template thanks to Law Squared inside the Collabo Hub 2, which we have, you know, edited together to make sure that it's really reflective of what we need it to be. Um, and that brings us to the very end of this episode, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I so appreciate that you tune into this podcast and I love seeing the podcast listens go up and up and up. It just makes me so happy. So if you know someone who'd love this podcast, I would love for you to share with them the link or continue to share on social media. I really appreciate it. And if you're interested in more collaboration stuff, we have a free collaboration marketing masterclass, which runs through all of this in a lot more detail. So I'll pop the link in, uh, I've got in my notes, link in bio. I'm that addicted to social media. Um, I'll pop the link in the show notes. Um, And we also have a free idea and strategy generator, which if you're not really sure which type of collaboration might suit you, you can definitely check out that generator. It takes two seconds and it will generate specific ideas and case studies around your business and your objectives to kind of spark some ideas. And there's also a podcast episode on choosing a collaboration type as well. But I hope you guys found that helpful. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.